Part six of Temple Trouble by H. Beam Piper. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part six. I'm not saying anything till I have legal advice, the man who had been using the local alias of Lobderg replied. And if you're through searching me, I'd like to have my cigarettes and lighter back. Smoke one of mine for a change, Verkanval told him. I don't know what's in yours besides tobacco. He offered his case and held the light for the prisoner before lighting his own cigarette. I'm going to be sure you get back to the first level alive. The former overseer of the kingdom of Zurb shrugged. I'm still not talking, he said. Well, we can get it out of you by narco-hypnosis anyhow, Verkanval told him. Besides, we got that man of yours who was here at the temple when we came in. He's being given a full treatment as a presumed out-time native found in possession of first-level weapons. If you talk now, it'll go easier with you." The prisoner dropped the cigarette on the floor and tramped it out. "'Anything you cops get out of me, you'll have to get the hard way,' he said. "'I have friends on the first level who'll take care of me.' "'I doubt that. They'll have their hands full taking care of themselves after this gets out.' Verkanval turned to the two in the black robes. Either of you want to say anything? When they shook their heads, he nodded to a group of his policemen. They were hustled into the conveyor. Take them to the first-level terminal and hold them till I come in. I'll be along with the next conveyor load. The conveyor flashed and vanished. Brannad Klav stared for a moment at the circle of concrete floor from whence it had disappeared. Then he turned to Verkan Vall. "'I still can't believe it,' he said. "'Why, those fellows were first-level paratimers. So was that priest, uh, Gromdor, uh, the one you raid?' "'Yes, of course. They worked for your rivals, the fourth-level mineral product syndicate, the outfit that was trying to get your proto-Aryan sector fissionables franchise away from you. They operate on this sector already, have the petroleum franchise for the Shulden country east of the Caspian Sea. They export to some of these internal combustion engine sectors like Europo-America. You know, most of the wars they've been fighting lately on the Europo-America sector have been at least in part motivated by rivalry for oil fields. But now that the Europo-Americans have begun to release nuclear energy, fissionables have become more important than oil. In less than a century it is predicted that atomic energy will replace all other forms of power. Mineral Products Syndicate wanted to get a good source of supply for uranium, and your proto-Aryan sector franchise was worth grabbing. I had considered something like this as a possibility when Stranor here mentioned that tularemia was normally unknown in Eurasia on this sector. That epidemic must have been started by imported germs, and I knew that mineral products had agents at the court of the Chuldun Emperor Chambrog. They have to, to protect their oil wells on its eastern frontiers. I spent most of last night checking up on some stuff by video transcription from the Paratime Commission's microfilm library at Dehergabar. I found out, for one thing, that while there is a King Kurchuk of Zurb on every timeline for a hundred para-years on either side of this one, this is the only timeline on which he married a Princess Dareth of Chuldun, 
and it's the only timeline on which there is any trace of a Chuldun scribe named Lobderg. That's why I went to all the trouble of having that Yat-Zar plated with Collapsium Nickel. If there were disguised paratimers among the Moos Ozin party at Kurchuk's court, I expected one of them to try to blast our idol when we brought it into the palace. I was watching Gromdor and Lobderg in particular. As soon as Gromdor raised his blaster, I needled him. After that it was easy. Was that why you insisted on sending that automatic viewer on ahead? Yes, there was a chance that they might have planted a bomb in the house of Yatsar here. I knew they'd either do that or let the place entirely alone. I suppose they were so confident of getting away with this that they didn't want the damage to the conveyor or the conveyor chamber. They expected to use them themselves after they took over your company's franchise. Well, what's going to be done about it by the Commission? Bernard Klav wanted to know. Plenty. The Syndicate will probably use their paratime license. Any of its officials who had guilty knowledge of this will be dealt with according to law. You know, this was a pretty nasty business. You're telling me, Stranor Sleth exclaimed. Did you get a look at those whips they were going to use on our people? Pointed iron barbs a quarter-inch long braided into them all over the lash ends? Yes. Any punitive action you're thinking of taking on these priests of Muz Ozen, the natives, I mean, will be ignored on the first level. And that reminds me, you'd better work out a line of policy pretty soon. Well, as for the priests and the torturers, I think I'll tell Yorzuk to have them sold to the Bahungans to the east. They're always in the market for galley slaves, Stranor Sleth said. He turned to Bronad Klav, and I'll want six gold crowns made up as soon as possible, a strictly Hulgan design, with Yat-Zar religious symbolism, very rich and ornate, all slightly different. When I give Kurchuk absolution, I'll crown him at the altar in the name of Yat-Zar. Then I'll invite in the other five Hulgan kings, lecture them on their religious duties, make them confess their secret doubts, forgive them, and crown them too. From then on they can all style themselves as ruling by the will of Yatsar. And from then on you'll have all of them eating out of your hand, Verkanval concluded. You know, this will probably go down in Hulgun history as the Reformation of Gullum the Holy. I've always wondered whether the theory of the divine right of kings was invented by the kings to establish their authority over the people or by the priests to establish their authority over the kings. It works out about as well one way as the other. What I can't understand is this, Bernard Klav said. It was entirely because of my respect for the Paratime Code that I kept Stranor Sleth from using fourth-level weapons and other techniques to control these people with the show of apparent miraculous powers. But this fourth-level mineral product syndicate was operating in violation of the Paratime Code by invading our franchise area. Why didn't they fake up a supernatural reign of terror to intimidate these natives? Ha! Huh, exactly because they were operating illegally, Verkanval replied. Suppose they had started using needlers and blasters and anti-gravity and nuclear energy around here? The natives would have thought it was the power of Muz Ozin, of course. But what would you have thought? You'd have known, as soon as they tried it, that first-level paratimers were working against you, and you'd have laid the facts before the Commission, and this timeline would have been flooded with paratime police. 
They had to conceal their operations not only from the natives, as you do, but also from us, so they didn't dare make public use of first-level techniques. Of course, when we came marching into the palace with that idol on anti-gravity, they knew at once what was happening. I have an idea that they only tried to blast that idol to create a diversion which would permit them to escape if they could have got out of the palace, they'd have made their way in disguise to the nearest mineral products syndicate conveyor and transposed out of here. I realized that they could best delay us by blasting our idol, and that's why I had it plated with collapsed nickel. I think that where they made their mistake was in allowing Kerchuk to have those priests arrested and insisting on sacrificing them to Muz Azin. If it hadn't been for that, the Paratime Police wouldn't have been brought into this at all. Well, Stranor, you'll want to get back to your temple, and Branad and I want to get back to the first level. I'm supposed to take my wife to a banquet in Hergabar tonight, and with the fastest strata rocket I'll just barely make it. End of Part 6 End of Temple Trouble by H. Beam Piper Read by Phil Chenevere, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, August 2012